0: <laughs> I'm not that, enough, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we discuss from dv to Blockchain on this episode of On Block. Welcome back to this very special episode of um, Block. Uh, it's the relaunch. We're back. I know it's been a while. And today we have a very special guest, distinguished engineer, Bobby Cochran, to talk to us a little bit about her role within IBM Blockchain, as well as her expectations for the podcast as we move forward. So thank you very much for listening. And without further delay, here is Bobby.
0: Miguel, thank you very much for having me, and and it's my pleasure to to do this. Um, My name is Bobby Cochran, and I am a distinguished engineer with IBM, and I lead our blockchain expert labs team.
1: Awesome. And you've been in IBM for quite a while. I was looking at your history, and you've done quite a few roles. Can you tell me a little bit about the different roles that you have done so far?
0: Yeah, sure. I'm glad, and actually it reminds me of a of, of a joke that one of my colleagues from one of our acquisitions uh, made when I was meeting a brand new group of uh, of uh, engineers that had just joined IBM. And uh, he was from one of the the new uh, database platforms, and he introduced me as one of the innovators, which I am of our DB two. Uh, uh, a workstation um, product that um, we developed years and years and years ago. Now I don't. I said he <laughs> could just say years ago, but but uh, but he made sure that he put three of those in there. Um, anyway, I started with IBM uh, at IBM Almaden Research Center, and my background and passion is in the semantics of database technology. Um, So, I had the fortune of working with the team there as we were converting a research prototype called Starburst Research, uh, the Starburst uh, Exploratory Database, Um, and we were uh, using that technology to pour the foundations for what is now our DB2 uh, workstation database. Um, My background is in semantics of data, so I uh, poured the framework for database triggers and constraints for DB2. Um, and am the author of the SQL three uh, standard for that. So that was the years and years and years ago. Um, from there, I kept doing work with db two and pushing always been lucky in my career to always push on the forefront of our database technology. So I moved from there to work on materialized query tables, which all of this seems like like ancient technology because <laughs> it's what it sort of is. And then uh, the XML and d b two and actually XML and SQL, I started as a research project, interestingly enough, um, um we started that project on nine eleven. My daughter was a month uh-huh. old, and the uh, employee that I had uh, hired because of her background in this space um, started on that day. And so I went into the office uh, that morning. Uh, very memorable time. Um,
1: so that's right, that's right. So you live in New York City, and I forgot to ask how how's uh, the the social distancing treating you so far?
0: yeah, well, actually, I live in Westchester county, was which was for a while only second to New York City in the outbreaks. Um and so the social distancing is treating me just fine. my um there was a bit of a panic getting my children home from Toronto and from uh, Atlanta. Um, but once we got everybody home, we've been isolated, but I now have uh, I have remote campuses of Georgia Tech and University of Toronto. And Horace Greeley High School in my house, alongside my IBM office. So uh, we're we're uh, we're stressing the bandwidth, but so far we're doing pretty well.
1: <laughs> I wonder if there's a trend of increasing bandwidth uh, bandwidth requests for <laughs> all these uh, right. cable right. companies. Uh, you mentioning ancient technologies. Uh, one of the things that my my wife was telling me about is the requests for COBOL coders from a number of different states. In order to update their unemployment systems, so it seems that all these unemployment, the, the unemployment rate obviously is, is going up quite a bit, uh, overwhelming their systems, and they're trying to upgrade it. And they figure that um, they haven't been able to find the the cobble talent to actually uh, make that happen. So there may be an opportunity there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I'm not that <bad>, ancient, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Awesome, Uh, yeah, so you mentioned you're now leading the Expert Labs team. Can you tell us a little bit about what that that team does um, within the blockchain community in IBM?
0: Yeah, so our Expert Labs team is a team of elite architects who work with our clients to make them successful with the IBM blockchain platform and the underlying hyperledger fabric technology. Um, With the with the uh, emergence of the Kubernetes platform, the ability to deploy uh, anywhere, it's really fits. Blockchain fits very naturally in that space because the blockchain is only good as the diversity of the players in the blockchain. But this now means that the blockchain technology needs to deploy anywhere, and our IBM Blockchain platform is an accelerator towards that. And my team will come in and help our um, clients. Decide where they're going to deploy, how they're going to deploy, how much they're going to deploy, and we we work with them through that. We'll, we'll go and look at an architecture they have and how they're mapping their business network to their blockchain network in order to uh, solve the problems that they're trying to do. we work very closely with our blockchain services team on those fronts. Um, And we'll go look and we'll do a health check and we'll look at the architecture that they have and give them recommendations for how to get the most out of their blockchain network uh, that they can and and how to how to how to really pull out the leverage and the value that the blockchain technology brings to their solution.
1: That's great. And, you know, one of the things that the team, uh, one of the special skills that the team has is that uh, um, because we're dealing with customized environments, we get to see a lot of. Issues that probably, if you're doing cookie-cutter in installations, you probably would not experience. So our guys are pretty well experienced on dealing with those problems, fixing those problems, and also doing a migration of complex environments to the newer versions.
0: That's correct. And they come with a ton of experience. I mean, our team is very, very experienced architects who've worked through a plethora of technologies. So we often find that after we've been out in the field, our clients will reach back to our team um, as as we're trying to enable with this podcast um, to, to just sort of glean sort of technical excitement from them. So, um, you know, it's really, a, it's a really fun team to be with.
1: I, uh, I'm part of the team just to be open. And uh, I love uh, working with these guys. They're so smart and they know what they're doing so it's uh it's always good to go to the office nowadays
0: uh our virtual office
1: (laughs) yeah our virtual office a couple of weeks ago you came over we we had a a virtual meeting and you were telling me about the need to reach out especially now during the coronavirus uh season i guess or, or or time um, the need for us to reach out to the community and and to our customers and be able to bond with them and have that relationship and exchange of information. And your thoughts were that maybe we can revive the unblocked podcast and use it as that channel to reach out to our customers. Can you tell us a little bit about what are your expectations or where do you see the podcast going? Um, because that's going to be the, the, the future focus uh, for the next few episodes
0: yeah so i I think that um you know as we have approached the social distancing and we have had to really retract from or you know deal with the cancellations of major developer conferences, our own think conference um there you know there is now a a need, and uh, uh, we need to find avenues for replacing that informal contact between the technical communities of our clients with our team. Um, there are, you know, clearly there's a big surge and there are a lot of efforts around the much needed business uh, podcast, the business um, uh, messages out there. And through, of course, our documentation, we've got plenty of information about how to use our products out there. But there's just nothing beats that coffee conversation with someone else who's technical to hear their insights about how they tried something, what they did differently, what they're doing, what are they thinking about. And I also think that as we're all sitting at home, there's this natural need for us as humans to find our voice, to find our voice that we want to share with the world, the things that we're thinking about, the things that we're interested in. So I had remembered you had done this podcast and remembered it was fun. It was fun to listen to. It was interesting. I didn't always know what I was going to get. And I know I could listen to it and walk away with something that inspired me. And maybe it would give me something to look up or something to look a little bit deeper into. But, it, but at least I had, you know, something that inspired me. And I thought, well, let's try to use that. And we can do it in a way that helps us first educate the world on who we are and what we do. And then we can also then bring in more information from the entire blockchain team, um, in terms of, you know, our, uh, introduce you both to our architects who will come and help you with your blockchain deployments, but also allow you to look under the covers and peek under the covers and talk to some of our developers, our developers who are actually bringing the technology to you. So I'm hoping that we use this as a, as a somewhat informal. Uh, venue that's exciting it's short it's brief it's something you can listen to as you walk your dog around the block in the morning uh pick up something pick up an interest maybe it, it'll it'll uh it, it'll excite you to look up something new about ibm blockchain or maybe something about our cloud and our openshift uh connections with our with our red hat red hat uh, folks our red hat colleagues um so anyway that's that's sort of the idea it's just sort of Something that would go viral, but allow technical communities to connect with other technical communities.
1: Now, I thought that was a great idea. And I'm uh, I'm really thankful that you came to, to me with the idea and that we can uh, actually put it into effect as quick as we're trying to do it. We're hoping to have uh, a few uh, episodes before Think 2020, which is uh, our virtual conference now at the beginning of, of uh, May. So we are in a rush to get some of those episodes out and some of the topics that we'll be touching on would be the new managed ordering service that it's coming up as a new feature or a new offering uh, for IBP as well as migration uh, of V1 to V2. So that's our, those are topics that are coming up in the, in the upcoming week.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because um, one of the very exciting things that we have in our portfolio is our IBM Blockchain Version 2, which our IBM Blockchain Platform, which we call IDP Version 2. And the thing that um, IBM Blockchain Platform Version 2 brought to you is the ability to very easily deploy to any cloud. Uh, OpenShift, of course, is our, is, is our neighbor and our seamless. But really, the, the technology that we've built allows you to take your blockchain components and very easily put them where you want to run them. And that's really important for a blockchain network. Um, and so as we're doing that, we are now helping our clients um, lift their, uh, uh, their, their blockchain networks that they built on our version one platform and bring it now to this more flexible, scalable uh, blockchain platform with version two. With that comes, you know, a lot of people don't really know uh, much about our version two we're finding and they don't really understand that it does come with the the need to understand that you're going on a Kubernetes platform, but that is the way deployments are going. That is the way we're going to be able to build that non-lock-in for our clients. While you may deploy with IBM block blockchain platform, when you deploy that network, you are no longer locked into IBM as a provider. You are using Hyperledger Fabric. You may be running on any cloud that you choose. Different uh, consortium members may be running on different clouds. And so this allows you the flexibility to not be locked in. Of course, we want you to love IBM and love the value that our platform brings to you for ease of maintenance. But we also want to make sure that whatever we do for our clients moving forward, that there is not a lock-in. And that's I think that, that is, with that flexibility comes the need to understand a bit more of that capability because you're really trying to do something, a very sophisticated kind of uh, – uh, solve a very sophisticated cross-organization solution with this.
1: Great. Yeah. And those are topics that, I mean, uh, there, there is a, you mentioned a number of different topics in there. So I'm making notes as you're speaking because, uh, hopefully, uh, we can go, uh, you know, a long time, um, with the amount of content, um, that we have available, uh, especially with the amount of, uh, top engineers that we have both in the block, in the blockchain development side, as well as the architects part of the expert labs group.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, the other thing that we can, you know, we can continue to move forward with is that, uh, you know, as I, I've been, I live in New York, and so I have been paying close attention to the, the response for uh, COVID-19. And the thing that I am starting to really see is that very quickly, we are breaking down the barriers uh, in industries, so the grocery stores have to work together, which we had already started. Been working with our food trust solutions. We already have consortiums around the the, uh, the the supply chain of the distribution of food. Um, but as we move forward, we're going to see consortiums forming around our uh, our state governments. We're going to see consortiums forming around our hospital networks. Things that are starting and and, and they're being done in a very, very rapid fashion now, as those things formalize, you can look at the blockchain technology and the blockchain services practice that IBM has built over. I think we're doing like, well, on three or four years of this. We really know how to bring together consortiums. We've done this in the field for many different areas around insurance, around energy, around food, food, around trade and so now i see that there is going to be a huge demand for those consortiums coming together and figuring out how do they have that conversation about what's the governance of that and i know our blockchain services team is is just like magical in that front i've been in several workshops with them and i'm just amazed to see how they can take disparate thinking and bring it together in a very focal actions that 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 the consortium can take going forward so that's an exciting uh, part that we can also tap into as well.
1: For the listeners, if you have any topics that you would like to hear about or any questions that you may have for our Blockchain Labs team or our development team, feel free to send it to us. I'll have contact information on the notes of this episode so you can, uh, you, we can have a, a conversation. Yeah. So we're planning on having virtual sessions, uh, with the offering management team and the development team as well. Um, so there's going to be a a holistic approach to this, uh, between documentation and articles and blogs that we're going to be publishing, uh, the podcast and then our, our virtual. Parts of a feather or office hours that you can uh, you can reach out to us on. Um, so looking forward to interacting with you guys. And Bobby, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I hope uh, you come and visit us again.
0: Thank you very much, Miguel.